The information in this podcast is educational in general nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Show, show, show. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of In the Market Trenches. Uh, before we get started, remember you can check us out on our blog at accretowealthpartners.com. We're available anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you could also check us out at inthemarkettrenches.podbean.com. You can check us out on snn.network and you can check us out on the SNN uh, YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash snnwire. Welcome back. We're in person again. In the flesh, baby. In the flesh. Thunder lips is here. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy couple days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, crazy, crazy week. We're gonna we're gonna take a slightly uh, different approach to today, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. We've been having a lot of interesting conversations with our amongst ourselves and uh, some of our friends and uh, in various places in various ways, shapes, and form. But uh, it's uh, sort of a, been an interesting sort of week or two. So we're gonna sort of go in the trenches today, uh, which has. Uh, I don't, I don't know if we set out to do this, but we felt like we had something to say and, you know, conversation worth having. So. I think a lot of people probably feel like they're in the trenches right now. So, uh, yep, maybe yeah. this will be timely for some people. Especially the last couple of days, flashbangs going <laughs> all around. Here, you know, what, what have you. Um, so one of the things that we've been talking about lately is, uh, is the pricing mechanism in the market sort of starting to break down uh, in certain in certain respects? You know, we've got... Uh, we've got the Robin Hood crowd. We've got the FinTalk, the, twi- the TikTok fin- fin financial folks. We've got the Reddit threads and, and all of the sort of crazy stuff that's happening. And then thing, you know, high profile stock splits that for some reason are driving stock prices. And, uh, you know, it's been quite a quite an eventful kind of couple of weeks. And over top of all of this, you have we're still in the middle of a pandemic. You still have a federal government trying to negotiate another stimulus package. And you have the Federal Reserve still committed to doing whatever it takes to get us through the other side of this. Whatever it takes, for however long it takes, for you know, it just all all in. Uh, and so, you know, one of the things that we noticed was, uh, some, for some, you know, a lot of managers have been complaining lately about some of the very the biggest stocks driving the market, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think some of that is uh, sort of a thinly veiled dog ate my homework excuse for, you know, how they're doing. But, um, you know, one of the things that we've noticed was, uh, you know, some of the, for some of the biggest companies out there, it, it sort of looks to us like, like the price discovery mechanism might be sort of breaking down. Right. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about this price discovery mechanism. I mean, what do you, what do you mean by that? How is price set? What, what is a company worth? Well, that's really it. So like you have the, all of these indexes out there and indexing tends to work because people are out there, there's enough people out there that are working on price discovery and they can essentially sort of be a free rider on the price discovery mechanism of all of the active managers that are, that are, that are out there. And, you know, a common question was, is indexing getting too big? Is it getting too influential? And so the, the, I'm not a big believer in the in the in general that the indexing is a problem in and of itself in terms of the price discovery, generally speaking. But I do think it's reaching a size now where 
um, because of some certain market structure issues, it is it's it is having an impact on the on how price is set in the market today. So they've gone from being a free ride for certain for certain size companies, they've gone from being a free rider yep. to being the price setter right. in my view. And right. so um, just to just to talk about this, you know, we're not going to talk about the companies themselves, but uh, you know, you have some of these biggest companies, and they're being you know they're seven six seven percent of the index, and for the for the more pure indexes, they're over 10%. Um, and those, so they're pretty, pretty darn big. And so when you look at that and you compare it to who owns these companies, the shareholder lists, I mean, are, do people own these in proportionate size to the indices? And so so that, that's the good question. Generally speaking, the answer is no. no. And so what, what growth manager has 10 10 or 12% of their portfolio in one holding, uh, you have diversification rules that are for, for a lot of funds. You have, uh, position size limits and all sorts of things like that. And so, you know, you and have for your active managers, you also have the risk, you have the career risk on top of that, right? You have the risk of, would you get fired? So if you want to allocate 10% of your capital to one stock and that doesn't work out, well, you have career risk to that. It's a lot different than just taking a half a percent or a 1% position in, in one of these companies. And so during this time we have, these large liquid companies taking up a disproportionate amount of the index um, and, and the active managers are, aren't quite allocating in the same size of the indices. Well, well, and so money's coming out of all the, these active managers. And let's say that these active managers, they're, they're, they're underweight relative to the market, these, these companies. So money's coming out of these managers and into the, into these, into these ETFs, into these mutual, into these index funds, which own it in more size. And so price in the market is by the incremental buyer and seller. And so if you have, let's say money's coming out of these people's hands and into, into the index provider, uh, into the index, index funds, um, you're actually, these index funds are actually a net buyer of these biggest companies. Right. And so they're no longer a free rider. They're They're instead driving the train. Right. That would be the, uh, and, and so, you know, it's 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 something that is dramatically impacting the price discovery mechanism it, or could it's only re, it's only recent that this has become a real issue because the concentration has gotten bigger in in sort of some of these some of these biggest companies and i really just want to crystallize this point because it it may not make sense at first if i'm an investor in active manager fund a and they're allocated 5% to a position that really has a 10% weighting in an index, I redeem my funds from that fund and then I purchase the index. Well, I'm gonna be a seller over here. It's a 5% seller over here. But if I allocate to the index, I'm now gonna be a net buyer of that stock in the index. And so you have a net capital going into this company that didn't otherwise have it before. And so that's what I think you're talking about with this incremental buyer or seller. Yeah, so the, the flows into these index-related uh, funds and products, I mean, they dwarf. It's just a wave of liquidity that's coming that's coming into them. And, you know, there's a big sucking sound coming out of the active folks. Right. And so, you know, that dynamic has, up until this point, not really been an issue in price discovery because the active folks, the, the, these, these position sizes weren't that much bigger than the typical, what, what a typical active folk manager would have. But now they've gotten to a size where you've created sort of a market structure issue and a fund flow dynamic where 
I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if prices, if, if these guys are no, for, for this subset of companies, which are the biggest ones, if they're no longer the free rider, but the driver. And if that's true, um, what then should we do? Right. I mean, what, what would change that? What change? So let's say let's operate under the assumption that that thesis is correct. I mean, when does that actually stop? I don't know. And that's, that's part of the, that's part of the issue. So, and, and, and so normally you would, would have people come and try to bet against it. But like, if you're standing in front of a freight train of, of money that's flowing into these, into these products, like, it just seems like, it seems like there's something is going on here that is not f more, more technical and not, and not fundamental. And so that, that to me, you know, I sort of, I sort of just think that it's going to keep, keep going this way for, for, for some time. So I don't know how, I don't know how it ends, but. Um, so you think this is different than a tech boom and bust? So that was more fundamentally driven. That was com companies that didn't really have real business models that um, ultimately failed. Well, no, these are real companies that are I mean, really, the really making money. Tech, tech boom. Uh, well, yeah. Well, in, the well, in the tech boom, there was some of this type of dynamic because at the time, I don't think the indexes were float adjusting right. their weightings. So um, there was some of that dynamic that was that, that was part of part of the tech cycle too, but this is just an interesting new dynamic. Uh, and, and so like a lot of the folks that are, and I think net net indexing has been a good thing for investors. Like it's, it's saved the money. It's been more tax efficient. Um, you know, we, you know, we, we do some combination of indexing and some other folks. So like we, it's something that we believe in, but um, you know, it's, the, the, the folks that are the biggest biggest proponents of this say, no, this can't possibly be distorting the pricing mechanism. I largely would agree with that. Um, and, I, and I largely have agreed with that. Um, but now that we have this, this, this dynamic is a whole new one that had not, had not previously existed because the concentration in these, company, in these, these companies was not, was not as big as it was. Right. And so at some point it was like, they got to a size where a switch had been flipped <laughs> and you know, now it's a different game. Like at this point in time for it, it, it strikes me that now it's, it's a slightly different ball game. And I just, what's boggling my mind about this is I don't know how, I don't know how it stops <laughs> and I don't, cause there's nothing structurally that's going to stand in the way of it. And there's, and, and so, and then, and these are people that are voting with our, with their dollars this way right. in, a, in a rather systemic way. Right. And so, um, I don't know. It just, it sort of leaves me scratching my head. I don't know that I have any, any, any real good answers. It's just something that I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I'm, I'm staring, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of awestruck by it in a way. And, um, I'm sort of just left scratching my head saying, well, well, what do we do? And, you know, we've had a, you know, sort of a, you know, a lot of interesting market activity and, you know, there, it, it gaps up, gaps down, whatever. Um, and it just, just strikes me that this, this market structure issue is still going to be there regardless of, of, you know, how the next, whatever's going on today, however, however, whatever's going on today shakes out. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, it just begs the question, what then do you do? And I don't, you know, at this point I'm, I'm still sort of, uh, grasping for answers. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. So it's the question of what do you do? And also why does this impact certain companies different than it would others? Um, 
there are some companies that I feel like this has been impacted to a greater extent than others. And I can't figure out why this market me mechanism chose, you know, this basket A versus basket B. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's more pronounced in certain companies than others because certain companies have more of a retail holder base right. versus an institutional one. But still, it's, it's, it, does, it just, does it just mean that like, so do these, do these, these companies that are, that, are impact, that are impacted this way, are their valuations just elevated in, on more of, a, more of a permanent basis? So they, 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 is, like if you, if you asked me if I thought that, this, that the biggest companies in the world could be, that you could have this dynamic impact what's going on with them this way it, it, it's a new it's, it's a new one on me so I, I don't really know how to think about it and so how do you think index reconstitution plays a role in any of this i mean you just saw the dow reconstitute the index when's the s p when do they reevaluate they don't they, they don't they don't well russell reconstitutes their index every june so every every year they you know market cap uh they take all the all the all the companies and they, <clears> and they rank them by market cap as of some rank date and then they implement it at the end of June, um, which is a kind of, particularly for small companies, a, a fairly inefficient process mm -hmm. for, for doing that. But um, the S&P, they're just, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just a guy in a bow tie who leads a committee that, dec that decides. <laughs> and, and so they, they say, you know, there's some- <laughs> Why does it have to be a bow tie? <laughs> I think he wears a bow tie. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think it has to be a bow tie. It, it, it could be a traditional long tie, I mean, for all I care. But, I think that the, the gentleman that chairs the committee, at, at least at one point, yeah. was, a, was a bow tie guy. Yeah. And I, listen, I, I'm a fan of bow ties myself. So hey, I, if you can support a bow tie, more power to you. It's I can actually it. tie my own bow tie. Good for you. And, I, uh, I can't do it. I watched a British man on YouTube, <laughs> and I learned from him. Uh, so, uh, and then I go do something debonair uh, <laughs> when I'm done. But uh, so, but they they there's some general rules for who can be in 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 the S and P. Um, but generally, I think it's four consecutive four consecutive quarters of profitability, and then it's a certain size, and then they then they just decide. Yeah. And you know, companies leave when there's M and A. The companies leave when they go bust. Uh, and there may be some other reasons I'm th I'm not thinking of. I guess if they if they're at 500 and they really want to include somebody and kick somebody out, you know, it's probably you know the lowest ranking one there. Mm -hmm. But it's not really reconstituted. It's a market cap weighted index. Right. So the biggest companies have the most influence. Um, you know, I just didn't think that the biggest companies would get to be such a size and the flow dynamic would be so strong in, into these index. And it's not just like pure blend like the S&P 500. You've got growth oriented indices where, where money is flowing heavily into growth oriented indices because growth has done well. It's done, it's done better better than, than value. So, um, you know, it's sort of, this flow dynamic is having this impact because these companies are such a large percentage of not only the core blended benchmark, but the, but the more specialty ones like, like the NASDAQ or, you know, other, you know, the, the, the pure growth indexes. And so I don't know. I, I mean, like I'm sort of just scratching my head wondering how it all shakes out. And um, I, I, I'm sort of grasping for answers. So, I mean, so you, so you have this dynamic, and and then you pile it on with some of these other things that are going on out there, like the, like the whole Robin Hood crowd. Um, you know, I've read some stuff about maybe some options, you know, sort of driving some of this because the way the bookmakers there, you know, mm -hmm. you've got you've got relatively new unsophisticated people that are that are dabbling in options trading now, and so I'm I'm told that option value volume is more elevated than it normally is. 
Um, and as this stuff's driving itself, those the bookmakers there, they've got to, you know, if, if they've written a call, they've got to go out and delta hedge it by right. buying the stock. So there's there's some dynamic there too. Um, but I really think that this market structure issue is something that people should one take note of and then two care about. But I, I still don't know what you do about it. It's sort of like the it's sort of like the antitrust issues that around some of these biggest technology companies. It's sort of like people are choosing to use these companies. It's not like Ma Bell when, you know, people hated AT&T because they were active like a monopolist. It's, it's, it's a similar type of, it creates, it's a, it's a similar type of problem, right? It's a, because some of this tech stuff tends to be winner take all or winner take most. Mm -hmm. And so, and people are voting with their feet and people are here voting with their dollars. And so, but there's this, I never thought that I would have to worry about like, like, in, like index funds creating sort of a corner in some of the biggest companies in the world. But like, that's sort of what I think now is in the realm of possibility. And so how do you, but how do you know now if a company is overvalued? I mean, there's fun. There's, so we're, I guess we're, we're transitioning to a world if this is the market structure where fundamentals don't matter as much in terms of, and, and so um, does, do these, these biggest companies take on uh, characteristics that are more, more like other things that, that don't like. Uh, I mean, it seems like benchmarking or referencing historical multiples as a way to gauge a company's fundamental value today is doesn't have as much weight in, in an investor's decision making process, or maybe it shouldn't. Well, it, it, it isn't. It will, if that's the fun flow dynamic, right? If, if $4 of four for every, you know, you have all this money that's that's leaving people who are working on price discovery, and it's going into these into these vehicles where they don't care about price discovery. They're letting the market determine the price. Right. Um, but if they are the market and they're setting the price, right. You know, that's. I I just don't know how to really think about that, and it's it's sort of breaking something in my brain because I like to believe as an investor that fundamentals matter. <laughs> Like I'd like to believe that, <laughs> I, I do believe that, but I but I'm 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 looking at a situation here where there's this unique market structure issue, and normally what would happen is you might have like like short sellers come in to try to balance out price discovery, yep. but I just don't know that there's enough money out there that's dedicated to that to to, to even matter to short selling to to, to 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 yeah to balance out the price discovery. I don't I don't like because these anybody who's doing short selling has has had their face ripped off right. I mean, just in general, for, you know, you, there's a few really high profile companies that, you know, are people are very rabid about and, you know, they've, 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 you know, they've gotten their rear end handed to them. Uh, and so we don't, we at one point in time personally dabbled in, in doing a little bit of that stuff. Um, but we uh, sometime, when, when, when did we give it up? Was it 2012, 2013? We decided that like the skills that you learn from, uh, the, the skills that you develop doing doing work on the short side are very valuable, but they're more valuable on the long side yeah. to help you just avoid stinkers. Yeah, and, uh, and it just reminded me of another episode that we could do. Oh, good. good. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, there are one or two episodes that where we could talk about what you know on the dark side of things. Uh, where, <laughs> That's right. Where we where we lost money uh, for sure, uh, but but. There's not enough, there's my, I guess my point is like, there's not enough, there's something different about what's going on right now. 
yeah, with with these things, and um, I don't see what's gonna, I don't see what's going to change it. Right. Um, and that's that's what's if you don't think it's going to change, it also begs the question: Well, what do you what do you do about it? And so we and you know, we don't have any good answers. We just have questions. Uh, you know, one of the things may be that, that these index providers just have too much market power. And maybe and maybe somebody comes in and takes a look at the index providers and you know well i mean so right now and i I'm probably getting a little long right now so we can't go into this topic but yes yeah, so they have too much power in terms of price discovery but also i mean they now control a lot of the votes governance governance yeah. so they control a lot of the index providers are now going to control a lot of the corporate governance um and so that's a whole separate issue for another conversation i think yeah i think i think that's actually a good topic but um you know it's sort of you know if we could do hot topics in finance you know governance governance is important uh for sure but uh, you know they would make the case that they have to own the stocks in, that are in the index so they should actually have they should care more about governance than anybody else because because they're required to. <clears throat> um i don't know I, I, you know not really sure about that, yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, but uh, so we. This is one where we have more questions than answers, but it's something that we've been sort of discussing amongst ourselves, sort of all over the last week or two, um, just trying to figure it out and trying to, you know, think pretty deeply on the topic. Uh, you know, we've heard some other folks that are, you know, sort of talking about, you know, the the, the distortions of that these things are creating out there. And that it's definitely there, there's definitely some elements of it, but um, the, I've never wholly bought into it. I always thought that um, it was sort of just a you know a, a version of sour grapes on the on the form of active active managers that you know that the, the indexing is getting too powerful and, right. and distorting prices. I always you know I'm largely of that belief, but uh, but I but uh, for this subset of companies that represent such a large part of these certain mm -hmm. it's people. You know, whether whether you're indexing or you're not, you're still making decisions about what to do with your money and how to invest. So, you know, you're just outsourcing the decision making to S and P or Russell or one of those um, or MSCI. I think that encompasses almost everybody. Anybody with anybody that is of any significance in the indexing game, but um, but you still decisions still need to be made, and so but. It's just happening in a, in a different way, and it's sort of this unusual thing that I don't really know. You know, as I think deeply about everything that we've got going on, how to how to really think about that more. Right. And you know, there's one there's one thought where you would just avoid it. There's another thought where, well, if this is what's going on, just accept it and and join join. Um, and then there's, you know, but you know, it's 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 one of those things where there are no easy answers. Only only difficult questions. Right. I think that's a good place to leave it. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there. I mean, that was, uh, we wish we had answers. We don't, uh, we have a lot of questions. If we have any epiphanies, we'll certainly share them with if you. If you have answers and you want to reach out <laughs> yeah, to us yeah. and, and help enlighten us, that would be just awesome because, uh, you know, this is one of those things where we're, we're thinking about more, we're talking about more. We have to recognize it as part of our process in terms of what's going on out there. Um, quite frankly, the, the market doesn't care what we think. Uh, as much as we may sit here and pontificate, the market doesn't care what we think, nor does it, nor is it going to listen to us. So, um, and for all investors, it's it's you want to accept that early. 
Yeah. The market doesn't care what you think. Market does not care what I think. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, that, that's a lesson I learned over the years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, feel free to reach out to us. You can find our contact information on our website, www.credowealthpartners.com. You can check out our blog there. Remember, this podcast is available anywhere podcasts are available. You can check us out at inthemarkettrenches.podbean.com. Check us out on snn.network or the SNN uh, YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash snnwire. What am I leaving out? Rate and review us. It helps a lot. Uh, and if uh, you want to be a guest on our show, we're looking for guests. Uh, we'd love to have you on. All right. Thank you, everyone. Look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. The information in this podcast is educational in general nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision.